Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. They wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. In this hour, Calgary Flames General Manager Brad Tree Living, along with Brent Myers, ex-NHL player who has written an autobiography, which... Uh, does the rarest of things, points the direction at Brent and his uh, challenges that he's had along the ways uh, dealing with substance abuse. We're just uh, negotiating contact here uh, with uh, Flames GM Brad Trelevin, and uh, Brennan will give me a heads up on that. You're good to go. We got I'm him. good to go. Well, let's get off to our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline. Uh, first of all, Brad, I owe you an apology. I think I uh, told Peter 1 o'clock, so thank you for calling in at 1. Uh, how you doing? No well, we're doing okay. We uh, we're, uh, we need to get the team playing a little bit more consistent here, but uh, all's good. How are you making out today, Bob? Uh, well, uh, it's better. Obviously, three and six start only had the one goaltender. Uh, you know, same thing. You know, I'm watching a team that's top six is pretty good. The defense is coming along, and uh, now you have two goalies. But I actually want to start talking about goaltending because when I watch your team play, uh, Jacob Markstrom's had a lot of nights where he's been the best player in the ice for both teams, and obviously uh, that was an important area that you addressed in the offseason. Yeah, Jacob's been, he's, he's come in and done everything um, we would have hoped for and more. Uh, you know, number one, just he's been, he's been excellent uh, at stopping the puck, and you know, obviously that's that's number one on the hit list. But he's 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 a just a real competitive guy. Takes his craft very seriously. Um, you know, is sometimes you don't necessarily say this about goaltenders, but is one of the, one of the hardest working players I've been around. Uh, you know, goes out early, stays late. Um, you know, an excellent teammate. So it's he he's been tremendous for us, and you know we've wrote. Our, our schedule was such early where we, you know, we played three games. We had a week off, and and you know we're now into the into the thick of the schedule where you're, you know, the games are coming fast and furious. So we've got a, you know, we rode him a lot early, and and David will go tonight, and uh, we have a lot of faith and confidence in David too. So we think between the two of them, um, they're going to give us excellent goaltending. But uh, Jacob has been uh, as advertised since since he arrived. Brad, when I watched Vancouver the last couple seasons in particular, to me that was a team where there were two guys that kind of cleaned up the mess that happened further up the ice. And one was Chris Tanev on defense, and obviously the other one was Mark Sermon. I know you guys lost T.J. Brody, and Tanev is a different defenseman, uh, probably a little bit, uh, you know, maybe doesn't have quite the same offensive upside, uh, but he can defend. And uh, he was a target of yours. Uh, how do you think that pairing's gone with him and Noah Hannafin so far? Bob, they've played really well, and I, I again, um, similar to Jacob, I can't say enough good things about Chris coming in here. Um, just an absolute pro in, in the way he goes about his business, the way he prepares, um, and, and and what I would call is just a 
you know, he's just he's just a steady, confident partner and 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 real reliable. A, st- a stabilizer is sort of how I refer to him here. Is he's just so stable in his game. Um, you know, although Nova Noah's been, you know, he's I think he's just north of 400 games in the league. He's still a young player. He just turned 24. Um, and he, I think he's really helped stabilize Noah's game um, and just, you know, moves the puck. I don't think Chris gets probably enough credit um, for how well he skates. He can get back. He can retrieve pucks, gets it moving up ice, makes a good first pass. But as you said, is really his bread and his butter is his ability to defend. And, uh, um, you know, that, that, that pairing has been real good for us. Um, our defense is overall overall has been has been real good it's it's been you know i've been happy with how they've played we're integrating some young players into the lineup there um you know rasmus anderson's taking a step you know he's been i think now it's his third full season in the league but he's he's taken a step forward um yusuf alamaki coming off a, an injury that kept him out all year last year you know really his you know getting his feet underneath him and and uh, you know connor mackey playing a couple games here as a first-year pro. So we've got some youth back there, um, but they, they're all big, can move the puck, and and uh, and Chris has played a real real important role, not only with Noah as his partner, but with a lot of those young players uh, that we're integrating on the blue line. Calgary Flames General Manager Brad Trilliv and Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. Uh, Brad, uh, Jeff Ward, a little bit animated, obviously not the uh, from a process perspective, not what you're looking for against uh, Vancouver the other night. Uh, and you mentioned you've been happy with goal and uh, defense. I-, I watch Calgary play, and-, and for me, a couple guys that I know are going to bring it are going to be Backlund and Kachuk. Uh, Matthew's been a little quiet over the last three or four games. Is are are there challenges at times for him in terms of you know he's he's talk about instigate I mean he's involved in so much on the ice on a night by night basis does he have to worry about it taken away from what he does in terms of creating offensively because he's had seventy seven and sixty one points the last two years Brad or does he just have to be who he is regardless and what comes his way comes his way. Yeah, Matthew's not going to change his game. We don't we don't want him to change his game. He's he's a you know a lot most nights he's the engine that drives this team, and uh, you know he's a unique player in the sense that he's he's a guts of the game player. Um, you know he he's he's most effective when he's in the hard areas, but and I know that gets talked a lot about you know that sort of stuff, but. Um, you know the bottom line with Matthew is a really, really good player. You know he's got a hockey intelligence off the map. He's got high-level skill. His ability to create offense, you know, through through distributing the puck, um, through protecting the puck, through retrieving the puck, um, you know, is 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 world class. And uh, you know, I I I would say in a lot of ways he's been like our team here lately. We we've, we've been an inconsistent team, you know, but. Uh, as far as Matthew changing his game, absolutely not. We want him to be the Matthew Kachuk that we know that he can be. Um, he's a top player in this league. He's, he's certainly, like I said, one of the engines that drives our team. Um, and I've got no issues or no worries that Matthew's going to be um, back to the Matthew that we know so well. And but 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 we've got a lot of other players right now that you know we're 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 not at capacity. You know we're you know if you're sitting there and saying okay we're everybody's firing on all cylinders and the results are what they are you know in some some cases our record you know we've won some games where i think that we've haven't played to the to the the best of our capabilities so we've got to find a way to flatten it out and 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 remove the 
the ebbs and flows in our games. There's always going to be, you know, you're 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 going to grab momentum for periods and, and of time, and the opponent's going to grab it for a period of time. But what we're looking for is, is flatten out our consistency. Our highs and our and our our top end has been real good when we've gotten to to that level. But there's been too many too many instances where we've been inconsistent, whether that be starts of games, whether that be through periods, whether that be through extended shifts throughout the game. So we know we're capable of of, of a higher level of play and a more consistent higher level of play so um you know that's that's the challenge that's in front of us tonight against a real good team but you know regardless of the opponent we we've got to get we got to get more guys on the bus here playing um to the level that they're capable of playing when you made the blockbuster dougie hamilton trade did you know that lindholm could be a first line center for you well when we made that deal like lindholm was a guy that we really um you know, we, we, we thought a lot of, and, um, you know, even going back to his draft year, um, you know, a lot of, we think he's got lots of skill and he's got lots of ability, but, you know, his ability to play a hard 200 foot game. And I know that, you know, that's sort of in vogue that saying, but, um, you know, we really felt that he could be a, a, a top end, um, you know, player that, that's responsible at both ends of the ice that can play against the other team's best. Um, you know he's got some edge to him. He, he's he's a thick-bodied guy. Like you said, the offensive ability you you saw it coming. You know, even going back to his draft year where he was drafted. You know his 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 skill, Bob. If you remember that draft was always was always spoken about. But this is a guy who's got high high-end hockey sense. Um, thinks the game really well. Um, high-end competitiveness. Um, and yeah, when you can get that in the middle of the ice, and and you know, again, be able to play against the other team's best, but also contribute offensively, we thought he could be a real building block for our, for our team. And and you know how that might be able to set us up down the middle of the ice. I really believe you got to build it through the middle of the ice, and um, we've got depth there and strength there um, down the middle of the ice for us. And and. Uh, you know, so even even when we acquired him, we played obviously a lot of a lot of wing last year with um, with Gaudreau and Monahan. But you know, him playing the middle this year, I think, has has taken his game and chose. You know, it's the position he's most comfortable with. Um, you know, he's able to play. He's able to play on on the wall, but he's more more comfortable in the middle. That's his natural position, and um, he's been real solid for us. Dubé got knocked out of your lineup for a couple games, and to me, he gives you some life, some jump. Uh, when I saw him play for Clone in the WHL, I wouldn't say it totally reminded me of Braden Point, but there was some similarities there. You're pretty ex- excited about maybe where this player might be able to get to long term. Yeah, very much so. Um, you know, he 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 brings he brings really some explosive speed to us to our lineup. Um, you know, he had a good start. Um, you know, missed some time with an injury, and I think he's just sort of getting his his game back together now. Um, and you know, like it was it was different even going back to the spring or the summer. You know, and I think we talked Bob before going into the yep. bubble, and there were some yep. players, and and I would put Dylan in that category where. You know, we had to pause. The season was going on. We paused for three months or whatever it was, three or four months. Dylan came back. He looked like it was a new season for him. It looked like he was a young player that had an off season and was stronger and thicker and bigger and quicker. Um, and he carried that into the bubble and and he really did that again. This you know, 
from the bubble to this off season into this season is, you know, he's he's a real committed young guy to his craft um, in terms of looking after himself and preparing himself and and you know really really puts a lot of time into his game into his body um, and we think that he's going to be a good one and uh, you know he's got a combination of speed and skill and 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 competitiveness that uh, you know and, and even at the, a young age that he's at now we rely on him to be a an important player for us and um, you know we know what the, what the ceiling can be there and, 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 and what he's capable of and, and look forward to him getting back to you know where he was earlier in this year as a, as a dynamic player. Brad, uh, earlier in the season, a couple of weeks ago, Backlund, uh, Maggiapani, and Lucic were the best line against the Oilers. We'd be remiss without asking you about uh, Milan. I don't think there's been an expectation for him to play in the top six. Has the role maybe suited him better in Calgary, where maybe the same weight of expectation uh, isn't there as, as it was when he signed the big deal to come to Edmonton? I think that's fair, Bob. And as you know, you're around the players. You know, you know, you know, expectations can, you know, especially in in the Canadian market, um, that can weigh in a player. And as you know, with Milan, he cares a great deal about, you know, he, obviously as all players do, but his performance and and you know, he, I think the change sometimes for any player can be a good thing, right? You 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 feel sometimes maybe it's just it's it's not going the way you want it to go and. You know whether that's in a team you get changed in a line, or you get changed, uh, you know, with who you're playing with, or, or in some cases when you change uh, organizations, you change the scenery. It's it's a good thing, uh, and and a fresh start, and you can you can reset. And and Milan's been really good for us. And and one thing you never question with Milan is his, you know, his his professionalism. He he, you know, you watch him practice. He practices the right way. He takes care of himself the right way. He prepares the right way. And and you know it's it's like any player though bob like he had a couple go in for him early um and it's i don't care who you are when you play the game and you, you can have it you can have the red light going for you just you feel like there's and not that you're sitting there and you judge everything you know you're not judging by production uh but sometimes that just lessens the load right it just it feels there's a little less weight there for you um but for him he's, he's doing things the right way he's getting in on a four check um you know as we progress to he's really he's been he's better with us he's been really good lately in terms of his puck management um <coughs> excuse me I, I sneezed here but um and been a good leader for our team so yeah really happy where his game's up all right uh, <laughs> Yeah, I got one more for you if you can get through it. Uh, Brendan can even. I'll tell you what, Brendan, take Brad off headset for uh, ten second or off good, speaker. For, good. You're good now. All right. Uh, I'm good now. All right. I got. We'll make three quick ones. And it's yep. uh, one. Uh, does the combination of the quarantine and the flat cap make trades far more difficult to do this year than any time in past years? Is there less chatter as a result of what we're all going through? Well, I think that's fair. I think it's a fair assessment. Um, I think the cap always, and I would say, I mean, you're going in a cap world. Um, that's always a challenge, but but you know, you see you see transactions happen. I think the more each year, there's more and more teams closer to or at the cap, where finances play a big big part of it. Where you got teams that can only do things if it's dollar for dollar. Um, but also, when you take into consideration now in our in this country, where you've you've got a 14 day quarantine, especially when. Yeah. 
in a season that's so jammed as we are, you know, 14 game, 14 days, you just, just look at a schedule. That could be eight or nine games, 10 games for some, some people. Um, you know, we've seen it in the, in the Dubois deal with Winnipeg where, and it's not just the two weeks. So you take the two weeks, then the player, you know, there's two weeks of really just quarantine and inactivity for the most part. Um, but then you're, you know, now you're getting used to a new team, even off the ice, and it takes a little bit of time. So it's certainly, it's certainly something that you're, everybody's cognizant of. Does it stop people from having discussions? No, but it's it's reality. You know, it's reality that sometimes you say we want to make a shakeup on on Friday, and a player comes in a day or two later, and and maybe there's a, you know, you've got a different look. That's just not the reality. I think. Conversations continue, but it certainly plays a role in, in, in you know, when you prepare to, to look at making any type of transaction. We have Brett Myers coming on after you, uh, and the Flames are an organization that uh, has a, a person that's sort of in a similar I don't know if it's totally the same, but you brought in Brian McGratton. Brent was in a role with L.A. Can you maybe impart some wisdom on our listeners here, just how important it is to have a guy that's experienced some things in his life, Brad? Yeah, but Brian plays a big part in our organization in, in the role of player assistance. And really, you know, Brian was a player. I have a history with Brian going back to the days in Arizona. Brian came in uh, as a player, as an assistant manager there. Uh, Brian came in as a player, and, and it was during his time in Arizona where he, he went through some real challenges. Uh, and he's been open and public about, um, you know, the substance abuse issues that he, he dealt with and the demons that he dealt with in his life. Um, and I was with him during that stage of his life um, and saw him go through, um, you know, all the steps that he's gone through to, to, to turn his life around. Um, and, and we sometimes forget um, that the athletes that we're dealing with, in a lot of cases, they're anywhere from 19 to, you know, early to mid-30s-year-old people that they have the exact same challenges that you and I and everybody in society has. They're, you know, um, they go through a lot of the same difficulties. Um, the difference with them is they're, they're in a public, they're in a real public stage. And having someone to, to talk to, having somebody to look out for, you know, maybe some warning signs for that, but just having an ear in a lot of cases that players can go to and talk about certain things. And it's not just, you know, on the substance side, but, you know, Brian throughout his career has been through a lot and most things that players will go through. The challenges that you go through being go- going up and down or, or being sent down or, or maybe sitting out a certain time. So all those different things that in today's day and age where, you know, we place such a priority on, on mental health and, and how, how, how big of an impact that has on not just, you know, the player or the player performance, but most importantly, the person. Having somebody who's gone through that and has walked in those shoes and has gone through many of these challenges firsthand, um, you know, Brian's, Brian's there to, to help our group, whether it be here, whether it be Stockton, whether it be our um, works with our development team for, for players, you know, junior college throughout the system. Um, and so it plays a real integral role with, 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 our, with our players and having somebody to talk to. Because quite honestly, as much as I communicate with our players, um, you know, having some of those conversations with a general manager sometimes could be, you know, a little bit threatening. But to have somebody where, where Brian can have those conversations, um, impart in, 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 in his wisdom and be an ear, I think is, uh, it's been a real 
it's been a real good addition for us, and Brian's done an, an awesome job with our with our players. Brad, we appreciate you gutting it through that interview. Thank you for taking time. Oh, to I apologize us for that. I apologize <laughs> for that, Bob. Okay, we'll see you down the road. Thanks for your time, Brad. Okay, take care now. You bet. That is Brad Trillium, the general manager of the Calgary Flames. And again, we have Brent Myers coming up here at uh, 135. His book is called Painkiller. And uh, he has shared uh, many of the same uh, challenges along the way that Brian McGratton has. And believe me, when you hear some of the stories with Brent, you're going to... Something happened to Brent that never happened before to an NHL player. We'll just tease you with that. Uh, we'll take a quick time out. When we come back in orders now, we're going to get to our North Division report brought to you Monday, Wednesday, Friday by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Oscar Clefbaum from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shack. Oscar Clefbaum out for the year on LTIR. There's an old saying in the car business at 128 in Edmonton, cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Outstanding customer service, those are key to business as well. Brent Rich Ford is a nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. Ford is built for you. They got Oilers fans at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin and Flames fans at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. Three guys that are Oilers fans are Johnny, Uncle Milt, and Rich. And you can reach them at 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. As we go to the North Division Report, brought to you Monday, Wednesday, Friday by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Go for it, Brendan. Okay, Toronto, as they have really all season, leading the way 13-3-2 atop things. They are coming off two wins against Ottawa. Montreal right in behind them, 20 points to uh, Toronto's 28, although they have played three fewer games. Edmonton up at 18 games played, heading into tonight, 10-8-0. And they have a one-point lead over Winnipeg, who has played one less game. Calgary will try and turn it around, of course, in this two-game set in the Battle of Alberta. Vancouver has the most games games played in this division and I think in the entire NHL actually just 17 points to show for 20 games though and Ottawa on the heels now of two losses uh, to Toronto will get Montreal up next. Brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Finding your dream home, listing your old home, it all starts at soldtodayedmonton.ca. List it, sell it, move on. All right, 129 in Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, uh, painkiller Brent Myers will join us on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.